Hello guys, how are y'all? How was your week? Bunchy, bunchy. Let's talk about that actually. I went, I went to the beach yesterday. What was Where? In Newcastle, like I went in the North Sea and it was only like 10 degrees. So yeah, it was a bit chilly. The sea or the beach? Because I didn't know there was a beach in Newcastle. There is. We've got Whitley Bay. Just oh, literally. Oh. I'm, I'm like 15, 20 minutes away in the metro. <clears throat> How was that? Who did you go with? Did you go with your roommate? Yeah, I went with my roommate. And I went because, this does sound weird, but obviously we don't have, like we have one of those electric um, water things. So that means on the coldest setting, the water is still not that cold because it still heats the water. Uh, how was your week, week? Do you know what? My week's been very, very busy. Um, but I feel like I do want to talk about the, all the shenanigans that's just gone on this whole week. Like from Lani to water to bloody 12 years uh, of slavery in the gym. gym. <laughs> like... It's just been a lot. It's actually just been a lot. Had you one put out a, a new album, which people are loving? Um, I've not heard it yet. I'm, I'm going to check that out tonight. But I've, I've listened to like one of the, the main singles on there with H. It's, it's looking promising. Oh, is that our boy yeah. H on there? From Manchester and that. Um, yeah. My week was interesting. You know, uni's mad. Forever mad. But we, we stay moving, I guess. We stay moving. Um, let's get into it. So, you know, already it is Crisis Talk with me, Palumi, and I am with... What's good, people? It's your girl, Lisa. And it's the one, the only will see Angie. So this is Crisis Talk, where we debate, discuss, and dissect the issues affecting the Black community. We have... A topic today on institutionalized racism, and the question is: Is it relevant to keep bringing up institutionalized racism? Um, I'm going to go first with my opening thoughts. I think the simple answer and the plain answer is yes. Um, point blank period, exclamation point, full stop. Yes, we should because I feel like that is one of the ways that, to help eradicate it. It's one of the ways to help stop it um, because we as a people, we've had for so long, um, our voices has been silent. And I feel like talking about things and talking about institutionalized racism and having podcasts such as, such as this, such as Crisis Talk, um, help solve the issue. It doesn't, it doesn't solve it completely, but it, it lends its hand to get rid of it completely. Um, eventually, which is the goal. Um, so those are my thoughts, opening thoughts. Um, Lisa, what do you think? Um, I agree with you, Palumi, 100%. I think it's really important for us to keep bringing up um, conversations around institutional racism. Again, I think if you don't identify issues within certain situations then people are not going to be aware of it and therefore things will either decline or remain stagnant um if we look at history throughout it started off with basically someone vocalizing their frustrations and then a herd of us following we see introductions of law um and policies being introduced um yeah here by today so i agree yep 100 explanation point full stop 
Well, William, what do you it's think? Down. This is. I, I feel very nervous, but um, I, I'm, I'm glad that you said my simple answer is yes, Pilmi, because it's definitely not a necessarily a simple question. You know, there's there's complexity to it. But if I'm gonna give a simple answer, I feel like it's not relevant to be constantly banging about institutional racism, because ultimately, what are we accomplishing with all this screaming and shouting? Oh. Oof. It's going to be a very interesting debate, um, guys. <laughs> okay, please expand, William. All right, I'll expand. Okay, I'll start off by reading the Oxford English Dictionary's definition of institutionalized racism. Uh, but they just define it as racial discrimination that has become established as normal behavior within a society or organization. Um... And firstly, obviously, that's very sad. Like, you know, I'm a black man. Like, that, you know, does not make me one bit happy that, you know, racism has become, in certain places, normal behaviour. But it's not the only thing that has become normal behaviour. You know, it's black people complaining alongside of it has also become normal. You know, and now we've got a vicious suffering of black people getting done dirty and then we're out here screaming and shouting. And it's just a vicious cycle of suffering and anger and suffering and anger and suffering and anger. And uh, Albert Einstein defined insanity as repeating the same actions and expecting different results. And I feel like there's a, there's a hint of that when we keep on complaining about institutional racism. But yeah, that's my expression. Okay. Well, you know what? I feel like I want to go in and ask a question, so... This is us delving into the into the debate right now. Well, it's going to be a debate since Will has a completely <laughs> co- contradictory um, argument as to myself and Palumi. But Will, my first sort of question to you is: institutional racism is something that's now seen as a normalization of racism within institutions. Correct. Now, the only reason why it becomes normalized, that's let's say for say, is if there are certain things that us as a community or or people of color have failed to acknowledge at an earlier point or have been very dismissive of it because we wouldn't think that it would affect us massively in the long run um and therefore we stay quiet about it and then that's why we have this normality and then it gets to a certain point where we realize that oh gosh like this isn't right this isn't normal and this is affecting myself and probably will affect my future generations and that's where we start sort of um, debating and protesting and all of these kind of things. My question to you is, if we don't highlight the issues of institutional racism as soon as they become apparent, how do we then administrate change for the future if we don't speak about them immediately? <clears throat> for me, okay. You know, like you mentioned the protests and stuff like that. Like for me, this is not me saying black people shouldn't protest or or like we should just keep quiet about this issue. For me, this is more about the 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 constant resorting to institutionalized racism as the explanation for every problem. Personally, I believe to actually do something about it, it's our responsibility as black people to become people of power. You know what I mean? We need to do bits no matter how hard it is right without sounding like we're trying to overturn a system or a a race or whatever 
how do black people establish power in a, in a system that doesn't allow us to even progress to a place of having significant power or having power of influence remember that power of influence that we can have certain amounts of power but of significant influence that is reduced how do we get to that point more and more of us have to be in that situation like you know if there's only one black guy who makes it into the senate or there's only you know four black people who make it into into the house of parliaments well of course we don't have power of influence that's why we need more and more of us getting in their positions and we have more and more representation in there but if we're not <clears throat> identifying and going into these institutions with the mindset that there is a problem with institutional racism that i'm here on a mission to resolve what's the point of me being in those spaces to begin with i don't think black people are not aware that institutional racism even when you make it to that point but well, we need to challenge it. We've got a challenge that there is an issue with institutional racism before we can even resolve them. I could let me just let me just say some things. Um, I think William that yes, it's 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 true. You know, there are some instances where black people um, just are going to scream institutionalized racism. And um, that is wrong. And I do agree with you. We do need to get into places of power. But I think the distinction here is people saying and people talking about the issue of institutionalized racism, it's not just about, it's not just them saying, it's not just they want to say it for the sake of just talking or people just want to say things because, oh, this sounds nice. This is an actual issue that needs to be shouted out and people need to keep shouting it out because... People are taking it um, um, taking it seriously. And to what Albert Einstein, Albert Einstein said about if you keep doing the same thing and expecting a different result, there's been no result at all. There's been no result as to the actual question to end institutionalized racism. So black people, they're not. In, this is insanity. This is just. Um, this is just persistence, consistency, because this has gone on for generations and it's been passed on to generations and nothing has changed from the last generation to this generation. So you know what we're going to keep doing? I would we're say a lot has changed. I'd have to disagree with you. What I'm I talking about, the answer... Okay, but I'm talking about the, the, the goal here of ending institutionalized racism. That hasn't changed. Yes, there's been changes and yes, there's BAME. Yes, there's, there's, uh, there's, there's things that people have done. There's, um, there's, there's reverse um, discrimination. Absolutely, there's been change, changes. However, we're talking about the main point of institutionalized racism. That has not changed. So people are going to keep and people should keep screaming about it because there's nothing that has, that has been done um, effectively and fully to fully take that away from the situation. And and furthermore, do you think people want to be saying, "Oh, this was racism"? Do you think do you think people want to uh, want to think and live in a society where race has to play that where race has to play a a, a, a role in them not getting a job or the fact of their name is is like freaking Oluwa and um, Tommy Lockbear, that's why they can't get a job. Like that makes it harder. Do you think that people want to be thinking about their hair color? They have to, they, that women have to put weaving, that that's not going to get them a job. Do you think that men want to think about, oh, I can't wear a do-rag today because, oh my God, I might, uh, like, do you think people, black people specifically want to be thinking about these things? No, no, we don't. But we have to think about these <laughs> no, things because institutionalized racism still exists. Well, can I say something to you firstly, Premier? Because with the way you shot, you are never going to witness the end of institutional racism because you're only going to live a certain amount of time on this planet. 
maybe in a few centuries time it might end we don't but you know this is more about how can we actually push the needle forward because we are not going to witness the end in our lifetimes it, it just doesn't work that quick a system that took thousands of years to build up is not going to disappear in overnight or in a couple of years and uh yeah what you said there is actually there's something you talk about like do you think we want to think about all these things that is actually my main point against the constantly institutional racism what it does to either consciously or subconsciously, it destroys your spirit. You know what I mean? I'm not necessarily saying people, this is how people should live their lives. But personally, I like to pretend institutional racism doesn't exist because I don't want to live my life as if the fact that I'm black is holding me back. You know, there's nothing I can do about my, you know, I'm going to be black till I die. You know, I can't yeah. change. It's not like a hairstyle. Listen, let me, so, let me, let me just interject really swiftly there. Your I think personally for yourself, yeah. you might be in a position where it's like, I don't want to think about that on a day-to-day basis because it weighs me down. Yes, racism is not something that should be glorified. It's not something that is pleasant. It's not something that anybody really wants to be thinking about on a day-to-day basis. As a black as a black woman, I must speak personally, there is a million and one things that I have to think about. But racism, institutional racism, is one of the biggest things that affect me from the moment I was born with the the skin that I have up until the day that I die with the same skin that I have. Do you get my point? So it's not something that I can just ignore. Now, I feel like credibility needs to be given to those that do campaign and do push because it's not an easy it's not an easy task to take on sort of fighting and campaigning and and protesting against different forms of um, institutional racism. Do you get my point? It depends on the individual. You have to be strong-willed and you have to know what what it is that you're fighting for. Do you get my point? So me and you in that aspect were completely different because I know what my fight is and, and, and that will be my fight until I feel like I have done something, certain things that administrate particular types of change you're absolutely correct there's no way that we can get rid of racism in our generation not even our next next tenths generation do you get what i'm saying like it's not gonna go away overnight but there are things that we can be doing now that administrate different forms of change let's take it right back to civil rights movement america cool Without influential leaders like Jesse Jackson, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, all these type of people, I'm gonna use my I'm gonna use Martin Luther King more because he was like one of the main catalysts um, for the civil rights movement. If not for his resilience and his team's resilience, we wouldn't have gotten to a place where the Civil Rights Act was passed in 1964. And then then again even though we got the civil rights act people would sit down and be like you've got what you've got what you've asked for you know you've you've done it all now like everything's great we've defeated racism no there were still issues with voting rights that then came up following year again still pushing forward that okay we need to we need to fight for the right to to actually vote to then implement <laughs> the civil rights act that we now have the voting rights then came 1965. Do you get my point? These are because people got up, believed in their cause and spoke about the institutional racism and the different areas that institutional racism can affect, policies, education, policing, you name it, 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 the workforce, 
it's there and they had and they had something to say about it and they implemented significant change and that's why we have those and that's why um, america has those um rights that they that they have now do you get what i'm saying so without people going out there and mentioning and identifying these issues we will have no change so it's not okay to say that you know it, it, it what difference what difference does it make because it makes a big difference do you get what i'm saying yes we're not going to conquer everything overnight but depending on what sort of institutions you want to fight there are little things that you can be doing to deliver change or just bring attention to those things <clears throat> no i was just gonna say you know i don't disagree with what you're saying you know <clears throat> That did lead to change, but for me, you know, there's a slight difference between what we're talking about here and what I'm actually trying to trying to get across. You know, it's this, you know, complainer and victim mentality that I'm more trying to uh, argue against. Because it's well, like, who's you know, say, who's who's coming on? A, who's coming from an approach of complaining? Like at the end of the day, you know what? Why why is it even seen that complaining is like a negative thing? Like, why shouldn't we be allowed or feel or feel like our complaining is justifiable because it's not like it's not something that it's not like we're we're asking for i don't know free free coffee every time we walk into a workplace (laughs) we're asking for something serious so yeah we have every right to be complaining Uh, sorry i just have a problem when it comes to the word complaining like i just think it's very like passive aggressive (laughs) yeah like uh, right. Um, I don't mean it in that sense, but I don't know. I feel like what I would say to Kat, what you're saying is all the examples of black people who have made it big. Do you think institutional didn't affect them? No, it did, but they didn't let it stop them. They, I feel like they had a similar mindset to me in that it's like, this is not a thing that's holding me back. It's maybe at most just another obstacle I have to overcome and they overcame okay. it. Not by complaining and shouting and screaming about it all the time by serious action by okay taking that step further but but please if you talk about people that have made it big for example serena williams for example she she's really big in the tennis world Mm. she 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 has said i think she's come out to say that like the fact that she is black she's black has has um has in a lot of ways um hindered her even though she still managed to be even though she even though she still managed to get to that high position where you would think that okay wait this is serena williams right so she wouldn't she she should she people should understand and know that this is off of pure talent so when you say about um um they didn't let that complain the point i'm trying to make it they did they didn't complain the point i'm trying to mean is yeah they did complain but the but do you know how doesn't that show you just how powerful and just how impactful institutionalized racism is that the fact that they didn't complain they didn't say anything they still managed to be on top and still till this day they're, they're not valued or they're not seen as equals as a white person because of the pure thing of their skin. And in this case, she's a woman as well. So those two things have hindered her so much, even though she still made it that far. Calm. But I agree with you. Black people shouldn't complain. Black people should stop complaining right start to start. Because people like to say black people have their own issues. Calm. For example, what happened with, in Nigeria? So it was a um, special anti-robbery well, that was set up for, by my, the Nigerian government to help the people stop robbery, but, but it turned bad. They started um, profiling um, young black males um, because of their hair, because 
uh, the fact that they were standing around, like they were just doing the most, and they were killing people. But you know what the people of Nigeria did and what people, through the use of social media, they protested. They, they, they turned that, because I feel like they turned that complaining that, you, they, that people like to say that black people do, they turned that and they protested. And now they, it's just, the news has just come out, the um, presence of Nigeria, that, that, that group of people, they said um, the, the special anti-robbery squad of Nigerian police force um, has been dissolved with immediate, immediate effect. So when you say mm-hmm. black people need to stop complaining, black people need to just focus think, on the thing. You're over-exaggerating what I said. Okay, sorry to over-exaggerate what you said, but I'm not, I'm not even talking to you specifically. I'm talking, I'm, that's a, it's the operative term. So when you, as in the people that complain, that say, oh, black people need to stop complaining, when then people, then people there say that, look at this, look at this and show that like complaining in this, in this quote unquote, protesting helps and it brings results. So people just keep shouting and saying, no, enough is enough. And they should get louder and louder and louder until people, until people hear them. I think this Sorry, leads that was na- long. I feel like this leads nicely into the question that I want to ask all of us, I guess, is do you think institutional racism now has almost <coughs> been used as like a card? So you know how we have like this this mystical race card. Do you think that institutional racism has now become a card or people perceive it as a card? Yeah, um, it's funny you use that word because I literally use the exact word card in my notes. Like, I don't know if, if it's okay for you to answer that first. And this answer, I, I, I can already hear the comment section coming for me. <laughs> I'm going to keep it completely 100. Now, this is not all black people. It's not all black people. It's maybe not even a majority of black people. But it's enough that it's an issue in the black community. But we milk the institutional racism cards. You know, too many people are very comfortable to use that that justification as the reason why they're not happy with their own lives. And if we're being honest, that's where complaining actually... Happy people don't complain. You complain when you're not happy. Now, we live in a day and age, okay, it's not perfect, no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying all opportunities are equal, no. But me as a black man, I'm not necessarily in a situation where if I try my best, I'm going to get nothing. Or you, least as a black woman, if you try your best, you're going to get nothing. The world has evolved since then days. You know, we. <clears throat> I believe you, you get what you deserve. I feel like if anything, what institutional racism might do these days is it might limit, like maybe my full actual potential has become a billionaire, but I only make 500 million, maybe. But I will still make that 500 million if I deserve to, you know, stack paper. That's, okay. that's my belief. Sorry, I just have to say this. It, it, this actually saddens me. Like, I'm actually so sad that like, People have now decided, and now, and people have, because people have, some certain people have um, used this term institutionalized racism, that now people are now saying that it's a card. Like, I don't think people actually understand the gravity of what institutionalized racism is. And if they do, and if they do, and they're still saying it's a card, it's just like that, it just pisses me off. Because how dare you say that the fact that, because this is what institutionalized racism is, and you, I'm not talking to you, William, I'm talking to, the wider community, because I know you fully understand. Because how dare people say that the fact that black people have to be cautious about their simple hair, the the fact that people have to be cautious about the fact of the shoes they wear, of the clothes they wear, and and the list goes on, that they have to be careful about that. And now you're not having to say that, oh, it's just a card for people to use. 
No, these are people's lives. These are people's lived experience, lived economic opportunities that people are taking forward. Exactly. Mm. And then now people are not going to say that institutionalized racism is a card. Mm. Don't piss me off. No, don't piss me off. I'm sorry. Don't piss me off. No. 100%. No, it's a thing of, you know what? I feel like when people use the identification of a card, I think it's when they're trying to undermine somebody's efforts to fight some fight for something i think when people when people are uncomfortable in situations like people are uncomfortable to talk about race that's why they would immediately turn around and go you're pulling up the race card or when people want when people are very vocal when it comes to institutional racism when people are uncomfortable to have those conversations, it's like, oh, don't bring up this card. There is no such thing as a card. You know, it's not like I can go in the back, my back pocket and pull up. Oh my god, yeah, this is the this is the race card. This is the institutional um, racism card. No, it doesn't exist. It's this construct that's being put out there, projected out there to stop people and make people feel, especially people of color, to feel uncomfortable with talk about talking about race or talking about um, institutional racism in general. And I think that's really upsetting because that's a, that's a way of silencing people's complaints, people's life life experiences, and just people's, just people's day, in, day in and day out forms of oppression that they may face. It's not, it, like, it's frustrating. It's frustrating when people use this identification of like pulling up a card because there is no such thing as a card. Um, you see, I agree with what you're saying, Lisa, in that, you know, there, there's definitely fragile people out there who are trying to, like, mitigate the issues when people, you know, talk about that. But the place I'm more coming from, it's not even necessarily, necessarily a car. It's more about, it's an excuse. It's somewhat valid. That's the worst part. It's somewhat valid. But it is an excuse to the fact that, you know, are you trying to tell me the reason why you're so broke at, at your big age is all because of race? So you're telling me there's nothing you could have done different in your life that could have made you be in a better situation. Because now we basically have to be saying all the successful black people are magicians then. No. Listen, pe- people, right. We're not dismissing and we're not ignoring the fact that there are some black people out there that are fortunate enough to make it. However, if we look at, if we look at most of those people's, black people's successes, it's because they've had white people being able to like push them further and fortunately for those black people they've been comfortable enough to be like okay you know what I'm going to let this white man or this white organization or white corporation manage me and push me to my push me further in my potential and we mentioned Serena Williams right at the beginning so I'm gonna go back to her Serena Williams started off her career her father was her trainer black man okay for a long period of time after that, she scout, she'd get scouted, whatnot, whatnot. But the founder was a black man before she ended up getting into like the, these sort of like white, white-based institutions, I suppose. Yeah. Yes, she pushed, but she, yes, there were challenges, and what damn right, she would have experienced all forms of racism on her come up. But she didn't allow that to be a limitation. As black people, we're not saying that racism allows. Uh, Racism justifies our limitation. We are aware of that, but if you're resilient, you find a way to push through it. Now, Serena Williams is in a position whereby she, because she is so successful and because she is well-established, she can openly and freely talk about 
the go. racism that she experienced. And that's the part that's the part that's frustrating and that's the part that saddens me. The fact that as a black person that really wants to make it, you can't you're not allowed the liberty or the freedom to talk about your struggles and to talk about racism to um with the full uh, like with the full authority that you would want to until you're in a comfortable position where you know that these people can't bring me down anymore but even then they they still try even then they still (laughs) they still trying to take Meghan Markle for example I'm just gonna drop her name if you know then you know if you don't know go and go and culturalize yourself and go and make yourself aware of yourself in that issue it happens. Do you get what I'm saying? But it's a matter of you have to be, you, but but it's a matter of you have to be resilient if you don't want it to drag but, you down as much as it already will drag you down anyway. Yeah. Do you get my point? But because William, yeah, go on. No, no I was but just like, gonna say, you know, you know, if we're ready to have a completely honest conversation, if you also have to admit, people are using it as an excuse. Let's not sit and be like all black people are innocent. Okay. And okay. Victims. And that. Okay. They've had. It's not an. Ex- it's not an excuse because it's real and it happens and it's there. Like it's. So it it's would really be an excuse if it wasn't. It, it would be an excuse. It would be an excuse if it w- if it was non-existent. It does exist. Um. So it's not an excuse. So, <laughs> well, I just have to say. I just have to say this. I think we're talking about. Well, I just thought. I just. I think we're talking about two different kinds of people here. Instead, okay, let's okay, let's say in, let's say to your point that there are certain black people that use institutionalized racism as an excuse, right? Me, I'm not talking about those people that use that as an excuse. I'm talking about the people that made it and are still tra- striving to make it in life. But institutionalized racism um, is a part of what has hindered them. That's what I'm talking about. So you know what I'm gonna do? I will keep on shouting and screaming till the day I die or whatever, <laughs> and and say yes, this is institutionalized racism. But you know what else I'm also gonna do? I'm still gonna work as hard. I'm still gonna do what I. I'm still gonna work t- ten times harder. I'm still gonna um, strive. I'm still gonna keep on going. But not don't get it don't get it twisted and get it skip. Let it, I will never let it skip over people's heads that institutionalized racism exists. Because PSA, it does. Period. No, well, no, I'd like thank 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 you, Palumi, for like ending on that point. Well, I'm just gonna get your final words and then we're gonna round it up. I'm gonna end it nicely by replying to what Palumi just said. Palumi, keep screaming and shouting it. I actually have it, you know, because keeping it relevant as well is also important. But if you find yourself a situation in 20, 30 years in the future where your life didn't go the way you wanted it to go, I don't want to hear it's because of institutional racism. It's because of you. And that goes to all black people. We we can do bits. Don't feel like the system's so against us that it's impossible for us to do. No, you can do bits. And don't let institutional racism destroy your spirit. That's where I stand. My final points are institutional racism does exist if you are a catalyst of someone that wants to be a catalyst of change please keep speaking up keep using your voice and keep vocalizing on any issue that you feel is really important whether that's institutional racism to i don't know people should get more coffee in work whatever it may be if you feel like it's a serious issue talk about it um personally for me i'll keep screaming 
institutional racism needs to be something that needs to be worked upon until the day I die um but yeah you are right Will I will not use that as a limitation I will continue working three times as harder but I know that unfortunately despite the fact that I might work three times harder I will not be in positions as my other counterparts but that does not mean that I will not stop um the grafting and the pushing guys thank you so much for tuning in and listening to our conversation um i hope that you found it very informative and yeah like some advice to you guys keep fighting keep campaigning do what you need to do um for more please subscribe and follow to us on it follow us on instagram that's creation foundation um join us on our next conversation so you can learn more about the crises um listen to our previous episodes give us a five star if you're on apple podcast share um do everything that you need to do um make sure that you find um our personal socials as well um because we're not all bad I'm looking at Will in particular. (laughs) Um, And we want others to be able to have these critical conversations. And this is a safe space for all of us to explore our individual thoughts and feelings. Um, Please give us feedback. We want to grow and also help us help you guys like let us know what topics that you guys would like us to discuss on again follow us up on our instagram and thank you for listening that's creation foundation well done guys thank you y'all next time bye okay